Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Family Health Podcast, a podcast for families and leaders that want to strengthen families. My name is Dr. Corey Gilbert, an author, university professor, licensed professional counselor, a life coach, and researcher, and speaker on topics such as trauma, abuse, sexual ethics, and gender, and sexuality issues today. I will be your host. In this podcast, we'll be focusing on four areas. See these as a quadrant, your health, your purpose, your relationships, and your work. Each week, we'll be diving into one of these four areas with the goal of challenging you and encouraging you in building strong families. We're sponsored by the Family Launch Academy, a community of families, parents, and leaders that want to see their children launched well into adulthood, prepared for what's to come. Find out more about the community, resources, courses, trainings, and Q&As with me, Dr. Gilbert, and the Family Launch Academy by joining our free Facebook group at facebook.com groups slash Family Launch Academy. Now let's get into this week's episode. Picture this, your 14-year-old son, who's been a challenge over the last few years, comes home from a school outing and informs you that he has a girlfriend. You're concerned because you know you haven't talked with him yet about dating relationships. Now picture your 13-year-old daughter who asks the question about homosexuality and marriage, and she wants to know what you would do if a family member were to come out. And she's asking because she's questioning her sexuality and afraid of your response. What about your eight-year-old daughter, son or daughter? Their playfulness and carefree view of the world all of a sudden disappears overnight. And what it came from was this website that they looked at. Graphic videos and sexual scenes of their favorite animated characters with additional odd sexual parts. That that five-minute exposure has now completely confused them and they don't know what to do with it. It's things that we then, as we watch our children, just kind of explain as they're just growing up but something else is is looming, if you will, and we don't know. What are your thoughts and feelings about these stories? What would you do? Could we catch it all? We have to start with some foundational beliefs. This is where it's critical um, that we know what we believe. What is that called? That's actually our theology. Have we taught our children about these these issues that they're going to face, the struggles that they're going to face, the temptations they're going to face? Uh, we actually need to have an answer regarding a view of, let's say, homosexuality. Um, and it needs to be biblical and compassionate. We need to be proactive in teaching and drawing boundaries around pornography, its effects, and repercussions. Actually, the phrase I would use is we need a theology of sex. Have you ever sat around and listened to a group of teenage boys talk? Um, the way they talk about each other, girls, relationships? What's interesting is when you hear them talk and you hear them banter, and especially when they don't realize that they're being listened to, they reveal a lot. They reveal a lot about what they believe, their individual theologies and beliefs. This is their ethos. This really, really matters. And it's revealed through the way we live out, live, live out our lives. Same for us as parents. We can say one thing, but the honest truth is our kids know what we believe by our actions. Um, so the importance of a theology of sex is critical. Now, we've done a good job, I think, in our church cultures to kind of focus on preserving innocence, but have we actually prevented ignorance? Dr. Nancy Piercy has an amazing book, 2018 book called Love Thy Body. Um, just the, until then, there was nothing uh, like it. And in this book, she argues that it's the separation of the person one with moral and legal standings from the body, which is the physical being, that's given rise to a host of troubling problems. 
the separation of the person from the physical realities of the body it's given rise to the arguments for homosexuality, transgenderism, abortion, assisted suicide, euthanasia, and other troubling issues. A quote from another powerful influence on our thinking in the Christian world is Christopher West from his Theology of the Body from Pope John Paul II. West highlights the importance of a theology of sex when he explains that the sexual embrace is the foundation of human life itself, the family, and in turn culture itself spring from this embrace. In short, as sex goes, so go marriage and the family. As marriage and family go, so goes civilization. Such logic does not bode well for our culture. It's no exaggeration to say that the task of the 20th century was to rid itself of the Christian sexual ethic. If our culture is to be reclaimed, Christians must first find a way to demonstrate to the modern world that a biblical sexual ethic is not the cramped, prudish list of prohibitions it is often assumed to be. You hear that? This is powerful. We cannot eliminate sexuality, but how often do we act like it doesn't exist, either in action or in conversation? We must address sex and sexuality at every age, from our little, little one- and two-year-olds all the way up. In my book, I can't say that, that's actually what I focus on, is how do you have those age-appropriate conversations from a biblical worldview at each of those different stages. Birth to five is critical. It lays a foundation. Six to ten is probably the most critical that in a period of time that most uh, parents tend to miss because they're ready to start investing in that maybe after 12 or 13, which oftentimes is too late. Now, research is actually showing us that 70% of teens have had sex. So we can't ignore the fact that this is happening and that they're possibly going to go there. So we must prepare them. We must prepare them for the, the dangers. But we don't need to prepare them by handing them things. You know what that is. Uh, we need to actually prepare them with knowledge, um, with an understanding, a theology. This is so, so critical. I want to run through some foundational things to think about. First Thessalonians 4, 3 through 8 says, God's will is for you to be holy, so stay away from all sexual sin. Then each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor, not in lustful passion like the pagans who do not know God and his ways. Never harm or cheat a fellow believer in this matter by violating his wife, for the Lord avenges all such sins, as we have solemnly warned you before. God has called us to live holy lives, not impure lives. Therefore, anyone who refuses to live by these rules is not disobeying human teaching, but is rejecting God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. Donna's truth is we're intended for celibacy outside of marriage and a celebration of that the sexual experience within marriage. There are very clear boundaries. Titus 2, 2 through 8 and then 11 and 12 says, Teach the older men to be temperate, worthy of respect, self-controlled, and sound in faith, in love and endurance. Likewise, teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live, not to be slanders or addicted to much wine, but to teach what is good. Then they can urge the younger women to love their husbands and children and to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind, and to be subject to their husbands so that no one will malign the word of God. Similarly, Encourage the young men to be self-controlled, and everything set them an example by doing what is good. In your teaching, show integrity, seriousness, the soundness of speech that cannot be condemned so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about us. And the verses 11 and 12 say, For the grace of God has appeared 
that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. The way we worship and honor God with our bodies is through the discipline of self-control. This is so beautiful, difficult, and even exciting. It is within our grasp. Ecclesiastes 7, 16-18 says, Do not be over-righteous, neither be over-wise. Why destroy yourself? Do not be over-wicked, and do not be a fool. Why die before your time? It is good to grasp the one and not let go of the other. The man who fears God will avoid all extremes. So my appeal to you is to have celebration with chastity. What is this? It's feasting with self-control. It's desire is, is part of God's design, and um, we were meant to enjoy sex with self-control and within boundaries. This has to be taught to our children. This is such a critical um, part of their growing up in story and our teaching, the difference between having sex and making love. That Satan is glorified, not God, when a sexual union is coming out of lies, selfishness, lust, or disobedience. Romans 12.1 reminds us to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. The truth is that our sexuality and our spirituality are intimately tied and that God is glorified when his name and word are honored in a relationship. 1 John 4.12b tells us that if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. It's beautiful. How can we live that out? How can we teach that? How we can, can that be an example? Now, getting into a fun passage is Song of Solomon 5.16. It reads, His mouth is sweetness itself. He is desirable in every way. Such, O women of Jerusalem, is my lover, my friend. How can we dismiss desire as sin with a verse like this in the Bible? And the honest truth is we cannot. You were made to desire. You were made to enjoy the sexual relationship within boundaries. An example of these boundaries is set out in Proverbs 5.15, where it says, Drink water from your own well. Share your love only with your wife. Throughout Scripture, we see the protective boundary of marriage between a man and a woman as the proper place for a sexual relationship. There are no exceptions or exemptions. 1 Peter 5.8 says, Stay alert! Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. This is where your story really, really matters. Your mistakes, your past, your traumas, the things you have faced, the things you haven't faced. The truth is God invented sex, that God loves sex, and God did not mess it up. We did. And we've got to actually teach this to our children at age-appropriate conversations from the beginning of when they come into our our care, um, honest conversations, and even revealing some of our own hurts and failures is a critical part of leading our children well. So what does the Bible say? It says a lot. Can we go into these conversations? Can we encourage them to make wise decisions? Can we be a place of, of knowledge, a fountain of information, as we even look at research and data to help encourage them to be men and women that actually are above reproach, that have integrity, that have boundaries, See, this is critical. This is critical as a mom, as a dad, as a leader. And it really still, I'm going to keep saying this, comes back to it starts with us. Our story, where we come from and how we've dealt with some of that. And then how we then pour that out into our children and pour that out into our conversations and life with them.
So your theology of sex is critical. Next, we're going to be talking about a theology of marriage. Why? Because that's the context for the, the playing out of that. And before then, it's actually it's a huge topic, but it's boundaries. It's actually, can I draw a line and actually not cross it? It's so important, so critical. It's a skill that must be learned. So bless you, your family, and your family tree. Thanks for tuning in to the Family Health Podcast. I hope these become valuable resources full of encouragement and challenges as you lead your family well and with confidence and definitely not alone. Find out more about marriage and family life coaching and consulting at HealingLives.com. I want to help you and your family be successful in marriage, love, life, and family. Thank you to our sponsor, the Family Launch Academy. To get your family moving in the right direction quickly, check out our website, HealingLives.com, for available options that will serve your family best from counseling and coaching to seminars, online courses, and more. It is an honor to serve.